We talked about this before. It was, I don't know why. I really have no recollection of why this was part of the conversation we had about <laughs> William Holden back in episode mm, six or something, maybe episode eight. I have no idea, but I do remember that it was part of the conversation, and that was our Thanksgiving of 1977. Um, and this was when uh, uh, traditionally every year, your family, mm-hmm. actually, the, just the whole fucking that side of our, your dad and my mom's family, yeah, would come down to my place and and have Thanksgiving for a few days, and it was crazy and i i think uh we had like 13 pies a year and it was just this it. sort of insanity for just like a bunch of kids days. sleeping all over the all over the living room and the uh, dining room it was nutty yeah it was a nut it was a, like gin rummy um not gin rummy just rummy um marathons and monopoly uh your dad and our aunt um, getting fairly soused throughout the weekend. <laughs> and then once we got into our early teenage years, getting into your dad's beer supply and doing that too. Not my dad's beer supply. My dad didn't even drink. It was my, my, my dad's been drunk like twice in his life or something. Really? I thought that was your dad. Okay. Anyway, no, it was like this cheap old beer. It was important because it was uh, my neighbor, Mike, Mike Bricken. God uh, bless that guy. My uh-huh. my hippie neighbor with the uh-huh. Harley Davidson who would get you anything as a kid. I mean, he was really appropriately and deliciously irresponsible. But like, yeah, he got us a... And he wouldn't even give much of a carrying charge on that shit. Mm-hmm. But he got, I remember, yeah, he got us a case of beer and we drank it in my room one night. Oh, that was delightful. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> these were Anyway, that's all just part of the, the whole, like, how did... You had already seen Star Wars at that point. But, right. But Star Wars... Oh, we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking about specifically for, for, for douchebags, it's Star Wars The New Hope, that specific that specific installment of the Star Wars heptology or whatever the fuck it is now. It's a big fish. Hmm. Actually, Tom, it's a great fish because it's Star Wars Episode <laughs> Four: A New Hope. Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? No, you didn't say Episode Four. Mm, oh. Get it right, Tommy. Beg your pardon, sir. Anyways, yes, saw that movie. I, we, I, we, we did see it. Over Thanksgiving, I had seen you had it, seen it previously at the Cornet Theater in San Francisco, where it had a crazy. They, they had the top of the line sound system at that point, and that movie was. It, it, I was trying to explain to somebody the other day how much that movie blew my mind when I was a kid. Well, you know, it's it was one of those movies, and I think like um, Avatar is another one from ten years ago. I think even movies like Get Out, like anything that's that's really sort of revolutionary, it's like you want to other people to see it, and you yeah. want to be there when they do. And mm-hmm. so your position at that time, in, in on Thanksgiving night of nineteen seventy seven, um, was was that right? Yeah, I had no idea what it was. I'd never even heard of Star Wars at that point. If mm-hmm. you can imagine a world, imagine a world, a, a place, a, a world uh, without New Hope, without New Hope. Yes. Um, in a galaxy far, far away where people had not heard of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that it wasn't tired horse shit, because that's what it is now, right? <laughs> yeah, for me, a, yeah. Awful, absolutely. tired horse shit. It's yeah. just become a bad franchise. It's just, it's just eating its own balls. I mean, it's just, it really is like, it's, it's really eating its own ass. That's what's going on. They it's, waited too long because everyone knows yeah. the, the original, like the episodes four, five, and six, right? So right. it's like Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. Uh, those aren't just like the greatest because they were the early ones. The problem was, I don't know how long was it like twenty years or something ridiculous before they actually yeah. picked up 
episode seven. And well, yeah, George Lucas didn't have time to overthink the living shit out of everything and, and turn it into this boring festival of fucking uh, um, just just special effects. Ultimately, oh, you're saying that people have the whoever the J.J. Abrams and other people who took it over have overthought it. Yeah, well, it's just it's been overthought. You yeah, know? it's just it's uh, it's about you know. Trade federations and vaguely, you know, racist <laughs> depictions of other aliens and things like that. Yeah. The other, I mean, the, the, it was a Western in in space. It was it was a very it was really a very simple concept. The first one yeah. got a little more complex in the second one. It started going off. I got to be honest. I think it started going a little bit off the rails in the third in the uh, Return of the Jedi. I still loved Slightly, it. Slightly, maybe, but. but 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 at the same time, I mean, it was what I can. It was several years between that and Empire. But it wasn't like this, it wasn't like, you know how like over time, you just, as people, we just change, right? And so, given given the person you are now and the person you were 20 years ago, what are they, what, they don't have a hell of a lot in common. Um, but, and, and so, so that, I really think that's what happened. I think George Lucas just fell out of touch with the younger person who knew the immediacy of telling an interesting, concise story and who wanted to, you know, go into the history of fucking space trade. Yeah, that that first. Um, <coughs> hold on one second. Sorry. <clears throat> I think we're saying that the prequels sucked. Yeah, maybe the the first. Now the first star, the Star Wars. Well, number four, which was the first one to come. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you know referring to it as the first. Yeah, right. Of even though it's Episode Four. Right. The first because it was fine. It, it is. Um, I accept the opinion that it's a remake itself. It's a remake of the Searchers. Yeah. Right. right? And mm-hmm. so that's that's like if you really think about the search, you think about this movie, there's so many parallels. It seems like it it was sort of cribbed, you know, the idea, which is great because it has the simplicity of the searchers. Right. Um, but also the centrality of it, the uh, the you know, the Homeresque sort of quality, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it enters the the mythos in some sort of way. Right. The douchos is what <laughs> I just heard myself. The mythos. <laughs> yeah, yeah the but zeitgeist. sufficient at the time there were like people who uh we're on the Guinness Book of World Record for having seen a single movie 400 fucking times yeah. or more. Or and there was the twins. We saw it like 201 and 202 times. But, you know, I give it. I give I'm it not kidding. It was, it was this, this movie was more than just a movie. It was also an obsession. It was this leap forward, this magical leap forward in. Um, it was a magical leap forward in uh, what do you call the special effects. I mean, before that, Ray Harryhausen was pretty much the best. This was a totally different leap in a totally different direction, and it kind of, and unfortunately, kind of went on to sort of redefine movie making afterwards. Unfortunately, you're right. No, I, yeah, not 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 in a great way. Now now there's just there's way too much CGI. Yeah, well, one of the 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 um, one of the issues. Oh, that was my tummy. Sorry. Far ah shit, I had something and I, I totally forgot while you were talking about that. Um, Fuck! I'm very, I'm very distracting. No, sorry, way. man. Sorry. No, 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 no. It's just ah, damn it! I was, <laughs> I was like holding something for that whole fucking time. Okay. All right. Anyway, so um, we're talking about we're talking about yeah, Star Wars: The New Hope. Like that opening scene. That opening scene. Yep. Sticks with me as one of the greatest moments of my life. I don't know how else to say that. But yeah. The, that fucking star destroyer coming over. Nothing has ever seemed so big, terrifying, and intense all at the same time. Yeah, with the sound effects and the whole thing, and that's just they just a little this itty bitty thing being chased by this white shark yeah. of a spaceship. Fuck, that, I mean that's still that sticks with me. That's one of those moments. I think I almost feel bad for <clears throat> um, people sort of subsequently who 
weren't there for that Star Wars moment when it first came out. The next best thing I could think of, the next movie I could think of that was like that, yeah. was The Matrix, maybe. I took my son to see it in 1997. <laughs> he was mm-hmm. six, five, I think he was. Uh-huh. Five, and it was a 20th anniversary, and he was absolutely bored within 10 minutes of that film. Right, right. Yeah, so, it, yeah. Um... Because before that, I'd seen, I, I think I'd seen Logan's Run a couple of weeks before. Oh, Imagine God. those things like being in the same fucking universe, dude. Oh, my God. That's, yeah. 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 Um, well, so what is it that makes um, this movie, does this movie have legs? Oh, I think it does, actually. Yeah. I, 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 I get um, a sufficiently young child sort of being bored by it. And I guess somebody who's, ah, well, that's a really interesting question now. Yeah, how much has it been gutted by like the su- the subsequent prequels and even the uh, even the you know the the the, the post the the post writ fuck fuck you George the post three three you know like these yeah. last ones I don't know it's really interesting because if you've seen you know three a three movie treatment of why Darth Vader became a dick uh, the fact that I don't know what, what does that what does that do to that first movie I guess I, I I don't know that I can answer that I'm I'm in love with my being in love with the original Star Wars. Well, there's that, right? So that's how we began this episode. We began by talking <laughs> yeah. about like how we are the, at this right place, right time mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. To, to be to experience this thing. And then, of course, that means other people are everyone around us is a, who came before us and came after us were at the wrong place, wrong time. So right. it's like, okay, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I don't know. I just like, okay, so some movies don't have leg or don't have they have a shelf life but i tend to think it's not for the obvious reasons because what what's what's tempting to say is that the shelf life if there is one for star wars is the technology issue yeah but actually i recently saw platoon Mm -hmm. and i didn't think it was very good really but i think it might have been good at a certain time i think it was i mean in the in the context yeah, okay. I, I can see what you're talking about because Platoon comes in the middle of like three, you know, four Rambo movies and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's an anti war, it's essentially an anti war movie like that came out in the 80s. And so it's so it, it stood out at the time. It was an interesting movie because it had a different point of view than most of the movies, most of the treatments you'd have gotten about Vietnam War at the time. Yeah. Um, Maybe not so much now after, you know, The Hurt Locker and Saving Private Ryan and subsequent movies that were a little more, um, treated war a little less, uh, a little more, a little less leniently one way or the other. I don't think those are good examples of it, (coughs) of it, but, but I do know what you're saying. I'm having to work on the fly here, baby. No, no, I got you. But, but I, I know what you're saying. It might be that, that it was like so considered so brave, let's say to do that. But it also, the acting is just kind of bad and, and something seems like not very sophisticated about it. Mm -hmm. So in a way it's sort of like, if I go back to Star Wars, it's like the acting is not very good. Some of the acting, I think, I, I'm going to say it's spotty. Okay. It's ultimately, I think it's actually a very spotty movie in a lot of ways. Um, I mean, I think Han Solo is the best acting of the whole fucking movie, as far as I can tell. Okay, because he's, he's just, eh, I'm doing my thing. Good-looking Robert Greedo. Wool is I'm the shoot, best actor. Yeah, yes. I'm shooting Greedo the first. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, Mark Hamill is not acting his ass off. Uh, Carrie Fisher is not the best. Peter Cushing is good. Yeah, I think in that sense it is. Um, the worst lights are just like two old men with sticks uh, as a lightsaber duel. Was, well, so that's the second, the second, like I was going to say, was... And, you you do have to make some allowances. Obviously, the, the technology is... But, but see, that's, that's what I'm getting at, is 
if it, I think if if you're if you love film the way we do, mm-hmm. then you of course you make allowances for the technological stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I right. mean, we make allowances for the quality of the of film stock. We, you can, know? we like, make we, allowances for the quality of podcasts. Let's be honest. I mean, oh yeah, that's well, the widest nah. latitude there is, right? Nah. So so like that's not the issue. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there is an issue, by the way. But I'm saying. As far as the acting goes, if it isn't actually very good either, and then I think, about, and the more I think about it, the writing is actually that good at some no, points either. No. I, I'm trying to think like, what is it about this film that is still so good? Let's think. Let's really is think it a, out. Is this is this a is this a good movie? Yeah, it's a good question because I will say this, and this is you know, it's hard to do an episode on Star Wars without getting Jesus. into like cliche questions yeah, and everything else. But yeah, yeah, yeah. but I do think. That um, of all ten of them, mm-hmm. um, The Empire Strikes Back is the one that's actually a really good film. Yeah, yeah. I, I think. I think honestly, I think everybody thinks that. Like that's like that's kind of. I think that's a, a sort of a standard opinion. But thinking about this first movie, I guess no, it's really not. Um, it's not a great movie at all. Good movie, yeah, okay. But again, one of the things that made it seem so special was really that you know the advancement of technology. Which has since you know been dwarfed, so maybe maybe it doesn't Little travel person. very well. You know, it really is. I think it's just the romance of of the time and the place. Yeah. Also, you got to remember this. What seventy seven, right? Yeah. Fucking, uh, we were in the middle. You know, I, I mean, we're just talking culturally where America Tell was me. at the Talk time. Talk to me. Talk to me, maybe. But we were not at our most optimistic. <laughs> we were, we were really uh, kind of taking it in the shorts. Watergate had been by. Vietnam was still sort of a stink in everybody's noses. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, we were in the middle of the gas crisis at this point. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly, but I think we might have been. Mm-hmm. In any event, like it was this. It was an. It was a sort of an optimistic. Movie, and I think that it was kind of joyously and kind of fuck you optimistically. Yeah, because it positive and good really, and evil. Yeah, and it really. And so I think in that sense, it it it, it played a, it played certainly hard into the zeitgeist. I suspect as well. That year, uh, I wish I had a timeline. Um, Groucho Marx, Charlie Chaplin, and Elvis died that year. That's the death of the goods. I just wonder what's what's maybe there's some sort of demarcation here in terms of like Hollywood or entertainment in general or something mm. like I don't know we're used to it now like right. I don't, I'm really trying to I'm going all over the place here but like the idea now if you like classic film mm. that um, somebody from Hollywood is dead is a, kind of a, almost a bi-weekly occurrence, right? Yeah, right, right. It's sort of like, ah, oh, we lost another one. Okay, well, of course, because that had to start <laughs> followed happening. By, followed by the other most uh, frequent uh, response, which is, he's still alive? Yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's happened a lot. Followed by the third most frequent res- response by somebody's uncle, which is like, but I bet you can't name one soldier who died. <laughs> and you're right, so fuck you. <laughs> But 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 okay, so maybe that's part of it, and it's sort of like yeah, like I guess maybe like post Watergate and Vietnam, like we've had this nihilism, and so because I was my wife, God bless her, for some reason decided to quiz me on the Oscar winners from ni- since 1960. Hmm. It got me, it did not impress her by the way. I think she was looking at like a specimen, a disease specimen, when she kept asking <laughs> these questions or something. But but I was stuck because the one I got wrong, even though I know better, was 1976, and I said network. <laughs> which is Karong because it's Rocky. 
Yes. But there's never been a clearer example. It's right smack the year before this mm. where like we just I guess we just needed to to, to do that. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Cuz right, there's right, no right. reason to do to give Rocky something over over a uh, uh, network. It's, no, absolutely not. No, it's it's clearly an inferior film. Being a good film nevertheless and certainly yeah. I mean like a very like a very good film but it was a network quality film. Like I just think I think people were just too like disgusted. <laughs> With life to want to put network on that pedestal. Let's go, but but the year before seventy five, mm-hmm. it's Cuckoo's Nest, then mm-hmm. it's Rocky, yeah, and Annie Hall. Two films. Now Annie Hall, by the way, is not necessarily uplifting as Rocky is, but in a way, it's it's yeah. no downer. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. it's nostalgic. Mm-hmm. But then we have coming uh, the Deer Hunter the next year. So it's almost like it wasn't the 70s. Yeah, it was almost like we took a moment to check ourselves, mm-hmm. and then we couldn't handle it. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's I, it. I, I really think there. I think there's a real element of that to it. I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I was alive, but I'm barely cognizant at that point. Right, seven years old. You're barely cognizant now, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, Tommy. Yeah, I got more cognizance in this left titty, my friend. Yeah, that's that's a not saying much. Moo, mm. moo, mm. I should say. Mm. The cup. Yep. Um, all right, so it's a it's a film about what really? Okay, well, I mean, obviously, it's it's a film about um, it's it's so classic in so many ways, right? Well, I mean, literally, fucking what's his name was like uh, as he was writing it. George Lucas was also reading reading Joseph Campbell, you know. Yeah, that, that, that's really a part of it as well. The hero's journey is really sort of is is enmeshed into this movie. Sure, sure, it's definitely part of it. No question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about. I don't know what I mean. Could if if we're going off the searcher's um, model, mm-hmm. it, it maybe imbued in a larger plan because because George Lucas has the sort of the master plan of the whole thing down. It is this is might be what makes it brilliant because the the thing with the searchers is the mm-hmm. searchers were like those fucking Comanches, <laughs> the scar. And in nineteen fifty six, you're left going like, thank God John Wayne whipped those uh, <laughs> horrible top Indian asses. Top of the lesson. <laughs> Empty bellies. I mean, Comanches <laughs> were like maybe the, the best case scenario for someone who, who the Duke should beat. But still, it's kind of ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like maybe the master <laughs> plan is like if, if Darth Vader is is the equivalent to Scar, the Comanche Indian. <laughs> the fact that he's beaten, but but that we have a, a, um, a multi-part plan here on Lucas's part to to show him as a redeemable person and maybe even a victim mm-hmm. later on. Maybe that's part of it, but you don't know that in 1977. All you, all you leave that theater saying to yourself in 1977 is good, you know, uh, beat evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and spectacularly. A, a, baby, a baby planet blew up at the end of it, representing the, the fucking Wait, I thought that was triumph. a star. No, that's not a star. <laughs> that's, a, that's a base. Um... Also, it has a, it has a lot of like a soldier of music. I mean, the music too. The music soldier of fortune type. You know, it's the underbelly, the characters. You know, mm-hmm. the, the sort of uh, Tweety's place, if you will. The, the <coughs> sorry, the uh, all all the characters who are sort of ne'er do wells and mm-hmm. and uh, and all of that. So that's kind of cool. I think. I think also, it's a, I, uh, let's not underestimate the, the the music. John Williams too. I mean, I, I think it really. So, it's this movie also sort of relies a lot on its own bells and whistles. I mean, it really is sort of is mostly about that. Frankly, the t- the special effects, the music, uh, you know, like the fundamental stuff, the stuff that you and I look at mostly in movies. Yeah, this is is. 
mediocre to decent, sort of at best. It's not that great. But it's all those little bells and whistles, the little other things that make a movie like interesting. Give me something good. besides the music, because I would say you can go back to Max Steiner. I think for the that. cinematography is pretty damn good too. Like it's you know it's the creative use of those vistas, like particularly in Tunisia, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. the desert scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the visuals are pretty amazing. The cinematography, I think, is pretty spectacular in its own way. Yeah, and, and and divorcing that from special effects is a little difficult, particularly in this case. But I, yeah, but but you could but but you know what I mean. And you could tell that by looking at the later releases where they put in a bunch of fucking dinosaurs and shit and Moss Eisley. I don't, it didn't improve it in any way. But also the thing is, it it is. It is what you're saying, and at the God. same time, it's it's also a lacks a lot of that stuff. So it's <laughs> like you know, a lot of what George Lucas does in in Episode Four is he has those. I forget what you call it, but when a screen, it, it's just starts splitting down the middle and then moving to the uh, side, like the, 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 not a not a fade, but uh, I, yeah, 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 I forget okay. what you call that, but it's like a wash. Boy, that's out of like <laughs> 1943's you know Sahara or something, and it's mm-hmm. like. And and some of those landscapes are like if if you look too closely you regret it you know it's like I I think it, it oh, it's shit. got a kind of naivete to it That's as LA. well. That's <laughs> yeah, right. um, So it's got a naivete to it. That's I guess kind of charming too when you look yeah, back on yeah, it. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about this film that's um, I I don't know. It, it I don't know. Right. I wonder if, like, I would like to, you know, be really, God, I forget what you could do that. I mean, like, just pull a, uh, you know, like, a, what is it, 41st Dates or uh, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which yeah. is just go back as the person I am now and watch that movie the first time. Why would you, I mean, talk about a spectrum. <laughs> 41st Dates. Are you saying I'm on the spectrum? Yeah, I am. But 41st Dates is, like, overtly a kind of a, a you know, a movie that's not great. It's just only entertaining. Yeah. Whereas Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is like a conceptually the part where you wash out the fucking brain and you go back and you. Oh, you you take the concept of the one film. I thought you were comparing the two films. Well, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I've never, I've never seen either. How would I possibly? You've never seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Wow, as because you're a big Fellini fan, you'd love that movie. I am a big Fellini fan. And Kaufman, I have have, no, I'm problematic with Kaufman. I love Kaufman and I kind of hate him a little bit. What do you hate about Kaufman? Mm-hmm. What, what oh, just the the overt meta stuff sometimes is a little bit overdone. Yeah, this is where you and I part, mm-hmm. uh, and and it's actually not just that we part. We go and uh, you have an affinity for the not trying, and I have a a a, a, a over. Um, you like the sprain and ankle. The the that. virtue, I find too much virtue in trying, yeah, and yeah. you find no virtue in it. You're the punk rock guy, and I'm the the guy who you like a punk rock album. I like a yes album, and mm-hmm. we both should suck a dick. Yeah, probably. <laughs> we both probably do, and I think we're proving it right here. Yeah, God but damn, if I, I would love to get this one podcast, this single podcast right here. Yeah, if we took this and I managed, if we managed to get it on to like like some serious techie thing and really get some, really generate some fucking rage, that we might be Why? able to keep the Patreon up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're, call, we're, we're calling Star Wars not a great movie. Oh, my God, man. But that's we, not we, what we're doing. We could have a protest line outside of here. Well, th- I don't think we did that. We're, criticizing it in, in any way in some quarters would get you a lot of fucking attention. I don't think that'd be interesting, though. Because, the, because that, that, type, nah, that type of person doesn't interest me in, in terms of Star Wars or Star Trek or anything else. Because nothing can be wrong. 
I never understand that kind of fandom where nothing can be wrong with the thing. You're, you're missing my point. <laughs> oh, what is your point? Sorry. My point altogether uh, is if we if we can generate enough heat to put Patreon back in and we fucking live independently. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, all right, let's go back to the film then. All right, let's do that. Um, what else you got? What well, else? also, people loved uh, uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. I think he was great. Uh, yeah, but they loved him uh, sexually. <laughs> and he was... Uh, which, but James Garner was still a sex symbol at this point. Really? Yeah. Uh, nothing enrages me It was the 70s, man. It was the 70s. Charles Bronson was a, was, was a big peck-having motherfucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he was... Yeah. I, 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 there's, no, there's no accounting for it. Girls wanted to bang... What's his name? Sean... What's it? Oh, fuck. With a feathered hair. Men had feathered hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a different uh, world. Yeah. I'll tell you what doesn't last about Carrie this film. Carrie Fisher. No. She, she came into her own in the third movie, though. I think she came in before that. A little golden bikini. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. See, there's another one of the, the cliches that stung, that's hung around from, <laughs> right? It's her in the gold bikini. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was never the sexiest woman alive, which is funny. But yeah. 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 yeah neither was her mother. Oh, Deb. The old Debster. Mm, Deb indeed. Yeah, I don't feel like going through the plot line of this movie because it just sort of seems like who doesn't know it. I, I, yeah. No. I, you know, frankly, I'm not even sure what we've done here, although it, I, no gonna, damage, no harm. It's just nostalgia, I guess. I guess well, I think I think we're examining our nostalgia. Yeah, because I'm not sure. Holding it up to the light of reason, sir. I'm not sure what can be said about a movie that is primarily <laughs> brings a lot of joy, but no one's precisely sure why. Yeah, and I'm and 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 I join them in that. It's it's a it's really a nostalgia skew all all the way across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, there it is. Star Wars. I give it a thumbs up. I yeah. I think I I recommend many people should watch this movie. I think it could be a popular movie if we uh, gave it half a chance. Yeah, absolutely. This could be uh, this could be uh, the uh, the searchers of uh, Star Wars. All right. I don't know. That's <laughs> a fun. You fell apart there. See you, Tommy. All right, bud. Bye. Mm-mm.